Good morning, everybody. It is week two. Speaking of sports, I'm Ray Scipione along with Chad the Wiz Grimley and the Godfather, Chuck Grimley. Howdy. We got a great show. Larry Bowie on, and let's get started. We are bad to the bone. Are you bad to the bone, Chuck? Yeah, I'm bad to every bone there is. I just don't have many bones. <laughs> I just don't have many bones working anymore, man. Whatever bones, whatever bones I got, they're bad. Trust me. Uh, me too, Chuck. I got about three good ones. Yeah. So, you know. Hey, right between the two of us, we make half a human. You know. Uh, That's right. And listen, we got some good news. Uh, so Bo is going to be a regular guest this season. And Charlie Manuel, he prefers Skipper, uh, has agreed this weekend to join us too. So we'll have Bo and uh, Skipper in a rotation. And every once in a while, we'll, we'll bring them together just for good fun. Uh, so that's that's great energy right there, man. I, I couldn't think of uh, two, two people I'd rather have. The bow and, and skipper. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. Chad, what podcast in this country has Charlie Manuel and Larry Boa regularly? I, I, I mean, they got it. What do they got to do? What do they got to do to get on, Chad? <laughs> hey, you know what? That's bad to the bone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. And uh, what do you got, Wiz? Kick us off with something good here, buddy. Something good. Well, let's look at Schwarber. He's been having a great great spring training, only a couple games in. Uh, Alec Bohm looks like he's got some power this year, maybe. Good to see him. That's he's got two heavier. homers. Yeah. And he's, is he 20 pounds heavier? Right here? Well, he's got two homers in five games, when last year I think he had like 13 or 15 home runs. And that would be a pretty huge change if he could he could be that a power hitter. He, actually, he had 13 homers last year. If he could turn into a 25, 30 home run guy, that'd be a huge improvement for the Phillies offensively. That's a good number right there. And I think he should be able to get there, man. Look at his body. He's at least 6'5", 220 last year. If he's bigger than that now, then great. You know, his OPS stuck up on us last year. He ended the season with, like, you could check it, 7 and a quarter. 7.13. There you go, right? Sorry, I took two seconds delay. Right on you. This year, the Wiz is like Baker I know. <laughs> Don't hesitate. Two seconds. <laughs> now, what you're what you're referencing is the second half when he went up to seven thirty. Uh, don't you just so, love it when yeah. Wiz tells us what we think we're trying to say? I just gotta love that. Yeah. What you know, Chuck? What you probably wanted to say was this, although you <laughs> you didn't deliver it quite that way. But <laughs> so he's got. Listen, some. I'm going to drop a box of toothpicks in front of him and see what happens. <laughs> so Bohm <laughs> did show some power. At this in the second <laughs> in the second half, half he had some better power. Yeah, uh, I'd like to know what his second half OPS was because he had he probably had it pulled up from like. Oh yeah, that's what we were just talking about. It was seven thirty in the second half. Season wise, it, the season it was seven thirteen. Okay. In the second half, it was seven thirty, and that's the number I refer to seven seven thirty. So yeah, you, you need power from that position. He didn't look like a power hitter any time last year, uh, you know, and it's an early sample size to do anything that, but. Hey, it's, it's good to see that, uh, I mean, you expect Schwarber down there to cherry-pick home runs, right? I mean, yeah, they're facing the equivalent of double-A guys a lot of some, times. Yeah, some. Yeah, starters went yesterday. Yeah. Wheeler didn't fare too well. I checked the uh, I checked the data on Wheeler to show you the difference with Major League uh, hitters. Wheeler was topping out at 95 against his 98, 90, uh, 98 99 and his location w- was miserable. It was over the m- middle of the plate. And uh, what Boa will tell us is if you're off by three, four miles an hour and your location is off, 
Major League Baseball players will smoke you. And, and that line up right up and down, <laughs> That's, everything was on the barrel. And I'm driving around thinking, what the heck is Wheeler doing? Experimenting with another pitcher? Is his miles per hour off? Location, well, location and miles per hour off. And that's an early spring outing. And he got rightfully smoked. So did the guy from the Yankees. So did the guy from the Mets. So it happens early in spring training. Nothing to get too worked up about. Yeah, I don't think we should we should be too much good or bad on, on what's going on with spring training. But it's, you know, it's good to see. I mean, Turner's off to a good start. He's hitting over 400, I think, now. I think he's gone now for the baseball classic for the next you know week or so. So we may not, I don't know when we'll see him again. But it's good to see that. You know, it's better they're hitting 400 than hitting 200. I'll tell you what, you got Scott Tink. How good is the pitching? Well, Scott Tingery's hitting 400 yeah, currently. Yeah, that could be a fair uh, benchmark, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but no, all kidding aside, hopefully um, Scott found, uh, you know, his groove again. And, uh, you know, hopefully he has a, a big spring. And we'll, we'll see if he puts uh, some pressure on the record. Let's assume that he has. I want to ask you two guys because I want to pose the same question to Bo and see what he does with it. Let's assume here, lose our heads for a moment and say that Kingery has relocated his his swing path, okay? Because we all know that he was doing the uppercuts and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. if if Kingery has a really good uh, spring because they should increase his at-bats, they're going to want to see if it's legit or not. So he's going to get it max at-bats down there. And uh, he's batting 350 when the team heads north. And our second baseman is struggling, which I fully anticipate him to be hitting 210 here for the first month of the season. How long do you wait, Chad? How long do you wait, Ray, before you start to work here in the second base? Or is that off limits because you've already anointed Stout as your second baseman of the future to work with Turner, and you're not going to mess with it at all costs? You know how patient pro mentality is right oh uh, yeah i would absolutely mess with it and just just if i would play the hot guy if 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 kingry's going to be on the start this if he has a great spring i would i would put him out there opening day and say stop you got to earn it oh, oh but, but it's not like stop's done anything stop. to earn the position he is the guy at the position what to the world series with him in the lineup yeah but not I because know. of him not yeah, because of him he, he, he. No, but what I'm saying is Stott hasn't, Stott hasn't earned the second base position from, uh, oh, this like he's not Chase Utley. He's the incumbent starter, granted it's shortstop. Yeah, he's the the best option perhaps of last year, but it's not like he's a superstar or, or even, no. a, even an all-star. He's not even an all-star, so he hasn't not. earned the position. Is that considered cancel culture? Yeah, uh, it's, it's all that stuff. You know what no. I mean? You see how red he's getting to. Look, how, no, ready. Like, beat red. Think about beat it. Red. <laughs> no, think about it. Think about it. Alec Bohm has earned the third base position. Beat red, I love it. It's great. Oh, I, I didn't realize I, I was, but thank you. <laughs> Alec Bohm has earned the third base position, yes, right? Granted, he, okay. His OPS was seven thirty second half. So yeah, he's earned the third base position, right? Schwarber earned whatever he, wherever he's going to play, yes. not for his defensive skills, but or for bat, his forty five home or runs, two oh eight, right? Yeah, but for, for his home runs, times, right? you know, Marsh you could say he's earned the center field position for now, but is second base really an earned position, or is it just what we have? Is putting it going in there? Fair point. Well, I would do this. I mean, if he's failing miserably, um, I, 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 at first you got to platoon him. You know, you do the lefty righty thing, and, and I'll tell you what. And if Kingery is, you know, legitimately back and on fire, then I would make the switch. But with these young guys, you cannot crush these guys' confidence so soon. 
um, especially coming from a World Series run. I think it does matter, Chad, it does. the World Series run. Not, and, and he might not have been a huge contributor, but he was there, and he, you know, they got there. So Chad, he, a, he definitely wasn't a, con, a huge contributor. Now, the, the, the argument... I think he's got his postseason stats out. No, no, I, the guy, I'm not going to pull up those. his World Series stats. Don't I think he look. struck out every at-bat. Don't look. The... The 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 positive argument for Stott is the guy like we don't have one hit okay. what was it one eighty eight in the first half right and two seventy six in the second half yeah. and you say okay he had a seven thirty OPS in the second half that's better than Alec Bohm's was in the second half How about that okay but in my opinion is that good enough to say he's like earned that the position the incumbent yeah I think he's the incumbent now if if we go out there and Kingry is having you know a great first month. If he even makes the team and he's up there, then I think we really should just put him in because the team you needs would start him. You're on record. I would. You're on why record. wouldn't you? You're on record to this rapidly growing podcast. We had a great week. Thank everybody that you're going to put Kingery in opening day at second base. But my phone is going to blow. Up. I would. People got my number. I would now, have five. 000. If it's a mar- if if the spring if the spring training stats are marginal, I would give no, it to no, Stott. No. Well, gee, thanks. now if it's Kingry's way better, then tell Stott he can wait. He's like twenty four. But you know that doesn't work like that in the pros. But it should work yeah. like that. I think you're going to tell Bo that today. I would say that Kingry should start opening day if he's had a better. Spring training considerably better. Can I be he's, Boa? He oh, hits three thirty and just, Stott hits two oh five. It, yeah, but it won't matter. Good, right? We just said it was minor league pitching. So, well, I mean, at a point, the starters do pitch. I mean, they got to get ready, right? Yeah. I mean, when Wheeler's throwing ninety-five, he's not ready. No, to, <laughs> to be clear, what Ray and I are saying, regardless of what what Kingery does, he could bat five fifty. He's not starting opening day. There's no chance. Bo will say, Bo will disarm that. Bo will poo-poo that. Yeah. He'll talk like this. Oh no, 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 stop. Stott's earned every bit of second base. He's your starter. Yep. He'll be your starter yep. for the year or two. We'll, you know, we're going to give Kinger every fair chance. We'll watch Kinger, and he'll help us off the bench. But Stott's going to definitely – he's our development See, the, the problem with, with, I think, that mentality that a, a lot of a lot of teams get into Very is – patient mentality. When Scott Kinger's last full year in 2019, he had a 790 OPS. That's not bad by any means. Oh, and then he good. fell apart on the COVID year, and he never bounced back since. He's only – since the COVID year – Including that, he's played less than no, 51 games, I think. So he's never really had the chance. Apparently, he, had his, he has his confidence glowing through the roof right now. And I wouldn't want to see that crush. You only have a couple more years of Scott Curry potential. And if you. 28. I would, I would give but, him more benefit and say, look, if you don't prove yourself in the first 40 games, then you're never getting another chance. And then it is Stott for the next six years, probably. But Scott Curry well, is 28. If he has a bad 28 season, you're not bringing him back at 29 because then he's basically 30. Fair point. So, Chad, since, since, we got, since Bo will be on in four minutes, I my prediction is. Boa will say he he will um, say the kids are defensive, you know, uh, defensively over uh, Kingery. Yeah, and I if we're gonna that. be, you know, looking at the most likely situation is that Scott, Kingery's not gonna keep having a good spring. He's well, gonna say he hits three. some. He's gonna probably go back to reality. And it's gonna be Stott, and it's yeah, gonna be a totally yeah, normal. Right. I mean, thing. that's the most likely situation. That Stott's the opening day starter. No doubt. There's probably a 95% chance of that. He struggled last year in Triple A, Kingery. And like Chuck said, they, do you want to um, 
spoil your defense with, uh, you, you know, you, you just got your shortstop of the future, yeah. and there's your double play combo. You so, I mean, they want the repetitions, they want the reps sure. together, they want the chemistry, Absolutely. the bond vibe, the whole bit they talk about. Absolutely. It. Can you imagine what the clubhouse would be like with Kingery? Kingery, who probably doesn't even want to start over Stott, and Kingery's in there, and he, he's starting opening day when they put the lineup on the wall, and Stout says he's, he's a sub. I would, that would be, not I'm, sell. I'd be, I'm I'm all for playing the best person at the position. Yeah, but you can't prove that over spring training bats. No, but I would start the hotter person. If there's a notable difference, I would put King, King hits 350 in spring and starts 210. I would well, put, I would well, put King Ryan. When we give this the bow to open up, it may not be the best question, but no, I think we know what it's going to be. It's going to be starts the starter, and that's that. That's that. Yeah. Okay. How, but Absolutely. The, but there's a there's a part two of that. How long do you give it? If Stott was really struggling, you know, 190, and Kingery for the at-bats that he does get was, was having quality at-bats, how long do you get That's it? a good question. The elephant in the room also is uh, Andrew Painter. That's going to be another uh, bad, bad news that the Phillies got. So let's let's uh, see what Boa says about that. Hello. Good. How you doing? Doing all right. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Bo. I know you're pressed for time down there. You go, you're going to jump right into the uh, fire here, Bo. We're having a raging debate with uh, with Chad versus Chuck and Ray, the the older generation with the younger. Here we go. So we're going to pose it to you just, just like we were doing it. So we created okay. a scenario where Kingery stays hot, like, like 330, 350 hot. Right. Right. Through minors, right through, good at bats, spring training, yeah. spring, spring training, spring, yep, quality at bats, the whole bit, yeah. And Stout's really, really struggling. Opening day, there's no friggin' chance they're going to put Kingery in to start at second base. Right or wrong, or are you in the middle of that? I'm not in the middle. You're wrong. Yep. Chad's wrong. Wait. Just start the second baseman. Thank yeah. you. There you go. <laughs> we do it. Thank you, Coach. That's what I said. Nothing, nothing against King. King really showed a lot down here. But King, to me, the, the time he's missed, he's got to go down and get it back. But, again, I'm not picking the team. So, But, in my opinion, start the second baseman. And that will stay that way. Even if he's struggling for the first month, yep. he's your second baseman. I don't baseman. care what he's hitting. Right. Yep. He's, right. He's, he, this kid's going to be a good player, a real good player. And he's earned that, too. And right? I like King yeah. I like Henry too. I, I do like Henry, but Scott Scott went through a pennant race last year and did pretty good. So I'm all in with Scott at second base. Now, when you're watching Kingery now, is and you're standing alongside of Charlie, is it noticeable what he's done to correct his swing path? I mean, you watch this guy hit yep. line drives and go, he's definitely changed. Yep. Can you he's definitely change? All right, can you articulate, Bo, for everybody what he's doing differently? Well, he's not swinging. He's not dropping that shoulder and swinging up at the ball. He's swinging through the baseball. He's hitting line drives, uh, you know, in BP everywhere, whereas before you could take the right side of the infield and don't even have anybody over there. Now he's driving balls that way. Wow. And, again, it's uh, there's more to it than just batting practice off coaches. But yep. he's, he's made a conscious effort of, of changing his swing back to where it was when he first came up. This kid was an outstanding player. Yes, he was. And I still think at his age, he can add a lot to our team. And as you well know, injuries in baseball happen. Uh, if he continues to do what he's doing now, uh, we're going to utilize. We used over 55 players last year. And and I think uh, not hoping anybody gets hurt, but sure. guys are going to get hurt. And you have a guy down there. And, again, I haven't picked the team. He might make the team. I, I'm not picking it. Right. But uh, right now, I would think, this is just my opinion, 
that they'd want him to get at bats rather than sit on the bench. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think we'll probably start in AAA and see if he has to yeah. prove himself. Yeah, if he's hot. I'll tell you what, he, he could play the infield anywhere. Yeah. This guy catches the baseball. What does the bench look like this year, Bo? Give us who the uh, pinch hitters will be off the bench. Well, it's still to me, it's still up. You know, in the air, there's no okay. question about that. Uh, Sosa for sure. Uh, he, he's he's really good. Uh, the others, man, <laughs> it's a it's a dogfight. I'm gonna yeah. tell you that right yeah. now. Stubbs is going to be the backup catcher, right? And it's going to be a matter of the outfield uh, until Harp gets back. Obviously, there's going to be a another uh, outfielder again. I don't know who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what? First of all. I don't want to overreact to spring training right now. Right. These guys are throwing fastballs. All these guys can hit fastballs. <laughs> right. So I want, I want to watch guys hit with breaking balls, change up, off speed pitch. And you're not going to see that basically till another probably week to 10 days. So I, I hate evaluating hitters right now because I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to them. My pitchers right now are just trying to throw fastballs for strikes. And, uh, let's just see when they get stretched out a little bit and the starter starts going four or five innings. And they get two at bats against a certain pitcher. That's that's when I want to start evaluating. That's 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 funny that you make that point. So I'm driving around yesterday, listening to Wheeler, you know, have struggle, and I'm thinking there's a reason for that. The guy's throwing fastballs. He's not locating. So I go home and I check the Baseball Reference box scores inside, and sure enough, he's throwing 95 right over the middle oh, of the plate, and they're hitting it right. He's throwing good. I ain't, he's yeah. the least of my worries. Right, right. Uh, the other guy that I think you asked about our bench, I think uh, right now, this is, again, my opinion. I'm not picking the team, but Derek Hall, I think, will be out there. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Until at least Harp gets here, you know, I mean, uh, I could see him DH and against the pitchers. But he's got big-time power, man. And uh, to have him, I don't know where they would hit him if they was dh but it's a deep lineup. And, you know, to me, he's a guy that uh, – I would think him and, and, and the uh, and the infielder supposed to have the team. Those two guys are definitely the extra guy. When and you, Harrison. Yeah, Harrison's Harris, another right? guy. Harrison yeah, I love knows him. how to play. I love this him. This guy plays everywhere. Uh, he, he, he's very good at game situations. He's got a two-strike approach. You can put him third, short, second. It doesn't matter. He's going to give you quality. Uh, when he goes into play, you're not going to skip a beat too much with this guy. That's good. So there's three guys right yeah. there. Hey, Coach, um, what's your feeling on the World Baseball Classic? I mean, we we got three of our top players are heading there, represent our country. Um, is it something that you're in favor of, you know, in preseason? Obviously, you know, they all want to play for our country. Uh, right. And, and from what I gather, JT told me that he's going to catch one and maybe DH. It's not like he's going to be uh, catching every inning down there. So. Uh, Ranger, it sounds like they're going to, all these guys that are going, I think the general managers or Dave Dombrowski have told them, hey, you know, be careful with this guy. Uh, this is what we like. Uh, uh, Schwarber's probably going to, you know, DH or play left field. Uh, Trey Turner's going to play, but I don't think the guy's going to say, hey, he'll play every inning and get every at bat. I, I think they're going to be smart about it. They understand that, uh, the most important part, I mean, they want to win. There's no question. But they also know the season's coming up, and they got to be, you know, cautious a little bit. You can't just fire a guy out there. The only concern I have would be the pitchers, because people say, "Oh, you know, don't rush it." As soon as you see a guy in there with a different uniform, a different country, the adrenaline takes over, right. man. You got to hope that uh, right. he uses his head like like a Ranger. Rangers, I think he's throwing the ball really good right now, and hopefully he goes out there. Uh, who's pitching for and does a three inning stint and. 
people don't try. And I think uh, DeRosa knows the situation, and uh, I think he's well aware that big league teams are well aware of what's going on down there. Have you got a chance, Bo, to check out this Jordan Walker? I'm sure you have, obviously, but how good is this Jordan Walker kid? Holy Toledo, Bo. You know what? To be honest with you, I haven't seen him except video, and he looks looks like he's a real deal, man. Uh, We don't don't play them because they're over over the other side, but uh, from all accounts, and again, I'm sure he's going to be a real, real good player. Uh, I want to see more guys hit when pitchers start using sure. their entire yeah. repertoire of pitches. Right. Yeah, he's he's right now through spring. Oh, he's, yeah, well, he's, got, he's got a good swing. There's no <laughs> he, question about that. He's 429, 1429, oh, Opia, and he's got three doubles and three home runs. They can't get the oh, kid out. Uh, his, I his, his minor league numbers are gaudy. Uh, you know, I know. 950 OPS type of thing, six foot five, two forty, and oh, he, and the yeah. Cardinals don't really have his position open because he brought the three rookies up last year that all can play, <laughs> and we know who plays third base for the Cardinals. So, well, let me tell you something. If this guy keeps doing what he's doing, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to find a place. You're going to find a place. You're going to find a place for that bat. And this kid for yep. the Mets, yep. uh, Brett Batty. Have you seen this kid? He looks like a nice little hitter. Which one's that? Brett uh, Batty, B-A-T-Y. Oh, the guy for the Mets? Yeah, Stone 300 I've hitter. I've him play in the minor leagues. I like him a lot. Man. Third baseman, I yeah. like him a lot. Yeah. That's... I like him. He's got a good swing. He doesn't try to do too much with the ball. He's got a two-strike approach. Uh, I like him. I really like him. Bob, before you came on, we were talking about how you're instructing, teaching the infielders to cheat as much as they can. Chad, why don't you pose the question about the bunt versus the running start that we had? What we were discussing, and I'm, I think I actually found the solution while we were waiting, too, okay. was yep. that with the shift rule, you're not allowed to move until the ball is released from the pitcher now. Um, and how would that maybe impact a situation where a guy turns to bunt and everyone starts running in, you know, five seconds before the pitcher releases it like we've seen. But after looking it up, I believe uh, I found that it only matters for if you can't only move if you're changing sides of the bag. So it right. shouldn't, be, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, if, if you have a bunt play on, you you, 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 you got to be able to execute yeah. that. Uh, yeah, it shouldn't be any issues. Charges. Or you have a rotation play where the shortstop covers third. You got to have that's part of the yeah, strategy, yeah. Right, right? I do understand that they're going to have they're going to allow a five man infield. Yep. You know, in the ninth inning. Yep. So, uh, you know that I, I I don't. You know, I've been watching some games, and there's been a couple balls where you say, "Oh man, if the shift was on that, then at that." But there hasn't been where you go, "Oh my God, look at all these hits that these guys uh, are getting now." I haven't seen that many. I've seen some, no question. But the other thing I think. With this pitch clock, in my opinion, you're going to see infielders' athleticism. They're ready to, because the clock's on, they got to get it and throw it. They're, they're into the pitch. They're into their preset. Whereas before, pitchers stand out there. They walk around the mound. They throw the rosin bag. They call the catcher out. You're on your heels. Now, all of a sudden, the guy throws a hard ground ball, and you're not ready for it. Right. I think this is going to improve the defenses by getting the ball and throwing the ball. Uh, I, so far, I like it. I like that part of it pitch clock. I know there's some hitters that have complained about it, but I think they're going to get used to it, doing it the whole spring. So we'll see how it plays out. Bo, the pace, the first game I watched, by the fourth inning, I said to my wife, Mary, I said, I'm loving this. The pace was like, yeah. you, you almost couldn't text the office in between pitches like I used to. You know? It was just uh, fast and furious, man. There's no breaks. It's really moving. Yeah, and, I, 
And you know what? I think it's going to affect hitters more than pitchers. I really do. Because, you know, hitters, once a guy throws a pitch and they look at the count and they say, well, I remember in the meeting, they said when the count's two and all this, I like to throw it's going to be hard to process all that. You better have your game plan in place before you take the field that wow. night. Because uh, what a great I think point. they're going to have more adjustments than, than pitchers. But, yeah. again, Coach. I think it's all, it's all going to play out, I think. Uh, the fact that they're giving them the entire spring. The only one I don't like is the throw over the first twice. You know, I agree. Yeah, if man. you don't get them at the box. I think that's – I don't know. After, two, att- after two attempts, Bo, and you're Turner – and you could really fly. Oh, I'm gone. You're gone, right? I mean, you just. Yeah. And you know what I'm doing? The first, I'm getting way out there. Way the out. first pitch. Yeah. And I want, I got a one-way lead. I'm thinking back. <laughs> I want him to throw over. Throw over. I want him to throw over. That's you, one. Yeah, that's one. And, and now. That's one. Yep. Yeah. You and were, the other thing you're going to see, and if you can go back and look at all the video you want the last two years, I guarantee you don't have more than 10, in two years, 10 pitch outs. You're going to see some pitch outs this year. Right. You're going to see mean, some pitch outs. Yeah, I, I like that part of it. Yeah, I, I like pitch outs. I like uh, part of the strategy. Uh, we we do. But have I don't some, like to throw over twice. We do have some stats on spring training averages, bud. Uh, Two seventy three was it on the balls and play? I think it was. Year? Yeah, I think it was like twelve points right. higher. Or yeah, something we're about like that. 12, twelve points yeah. higher so okay. far. So we'll keep an eye on that. But obviously, yeah. it looks like there's going to be a you know a few more hits. But it's too early to tell. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the clubhouse. It's like you're coming off a World Series. I would right. just think that makes everybody higher energy, more confident. It just wears well, doesn't it? You're coming off a World Series, and it's, what's it it's, like it's, in a clubhouse? The atmosphere is unbelievable. Right. I mean, these guys, and they're not cocky. They feel like they have some unfinished business to do. Uh, I've seen unbelievable, I mean unbelievable improvement in Baum and uh, Scott. Just the fact that they went through a pennant race, the fact that the, every game meant something from about maybe really after the all-star break right. on, yeah. uh, they're more relaxed. I'm expecting Bone to have a monster season. Monster. I really am. Wow. Yeah, I, I think this guy uh, is clicking, and uh, I mean, he's hit some balls. Again, I'm, I'm not going to overreact, but uh, he, he's gotten some balls. He's crushed some balls early. He's playing real good. Bobby Dickerson's done a great job with him at third. Scott looks like He's been a second baseman his whole career. I mean, he's out there. Uh, so I, I, I expect those guys to have good years. And, and Marsh is another one. Uh, you know, I think these guys, that experience, it's hard to tell or quantify how much that meant going through a pennant race where every game meant something. Really and then they actually get in the World Series and come up two games short. I would be, barring any injuries, barring any injuries now, I would be shocked if we don't get back to where we were last year. I really would be. Yeah, and that's that's strong word. Shocked, if not, is... is yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, injuries are part of the game, but yeah. we got to stay away. Because, you know, you're saying that with the, with the Mets and Atlanta in your division, you know, as yep. good as they are, yep. right? Um, yeah, they're good. They're yeah. good, but so are we. So what, what, are we. what would be the advantage you'd see the Phillies have over the Mets? Let's just keep it to the division, Bo. Over the Mets okay. and Atlanta, talk about the Phillies' I the, advantage. I think the biggest advantage is the bullpen. We got six arms down there that can <laughs> throw ninety-five or above and throw strikes. Alvarado's been unbelievable. I hear he's got a third pitch, Coach. Yeah, he does. I hope he doesn't throw it that much though, because he did just fine with that fastball and cutter. <laughs> but you know, that's what spring training's for. They want to they want to experiment a little bit. But you know what? When he's in the heat of the battle. 
I think he's going to revert back to what what made him successful last year. Uh, I just think our bullpen's very deep, and the one guy that we still haven't seen yet, but he's working out in the in our academy, is the, the kid we got from Detroit. He's having visa problems, and it's not like he's sitting down not doing anything. He's getting his work in down there. But they say his his arms just as good as Alvarado. So wow, uh, you got power arms down there, man. I mean, it's um, and Sir Anthony. Uh, he looks like a different guy as far as the mentality. Brogdon, those guys gained so much experience going down that stretch and pitching in a World Series. Uh, uh, and I just think I think our bullpen is – I'm not saying that one or two guys. I'm saying it's deeper than the other two. I think it's deeper than the other two teams. Right, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Now, um, so between the two teams, do you see Atlanta – uh, Phillies, Atlanta Mets. Uh, do you think the Mets are yeah. for real this year? They won 100 games last year. They yeah. they look like they're certainly for real. Um, they're for real. They're for real. But you know what? I, I looked at the so-called experts, and they got us at 87 wins. Yeah. I don't know where they came up with that number. Again, again, I I'm, I keep using the word injuries. If we don't have any injuries, we're getting a lot more than 87. Right. Wins. Yeah, I agree with you just, on that too. You know, I just you know, and I'm not saying they're wrong, but. I'm just looking at our team, the makeup of our team. I like our makeup. Rob Thompson, the coaching staff, uh, they're keeping guys loose, but they're all getting their work in. He's giving them their days off. You know, the certain players don't go on long road trips, which is good. Uh, I just, I like the attitude. I like the atmosphere. Uh, you know, and we're still going to have our guys come back that are going to the World Baseball Classic probably for the last week, which is okay. Right. Uh, you know, you'd like to have him here the whole time. But we're getting Harps coming in next week, and he's probably not going to play, obviously. But the fact that he's coming in and he's doing his rehab here, I think it's a big plus for us. Uh, you know, once you get him in the lineup, that's a deep lineup, man. Yeah. I mean, it's deep. Yeah. I, the other guy that's, that's swinging the back there, Castellanos. Uh, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all you gotta do is look at his bubblegum card. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. last year this was one of those years where he didn't do. He would be the first to tell you, I can do better than that. Yeah, and people don't understand that when you get traded or sign as a free agent, you can have all the spring training you want. But once you get acclimated to the city you're playing in, your teammates, the right. environment you're playing in, he played in Detroit. He played in Cincinnati. Expectations aren't very high there. Of course, right. you come over here. And the expectations are off the charts. So he's got a better feel for what the city's about. He's got a better feel for his teammates around him. And I think he's going to have a, a, a good year. I really do. Can you see the confidence in him in, in spring training? You can just see it? Uh, so far, I do. I see a lot of confidence in him. I, I do. That's... And again, I don't look at that in averages. I look at just how their their makeup is and how they're approaching their work ethic. And his has been very good so far. So you're still hitting 200, 300 fungos a day on the backfield, Bill? I don't care what he's hitting. I don't care if he hits 020. No, I, I see him. I meant you. I mean, are you still hitting all the fungos on the backfield? Well, I'm hitting fungos throwing BP. I feel good. Oh, man. That's, I feel good. That's amazing. Dude, I'm having fun with these guys. <laughs> but these guys, they're fun to be around. And, uh, uh, you know, I like I like the feel. You know, sometimes you go to a World Series, even though you lost, you come in saying, oh, we got this. Right. We don't, don't worry about it. We're good. These guys, they believe they're good, but they also know that they have some competition they have to get through. And, uh, you know, starting out in Texas, day one, we're going to probably get, I know he's been throwing DeGrom. I don't know how many pitches he's going to throw. Probably yeah. not that many. They're going to take care of him. Yeah, but, right. yeah. 
Yeah. So, but I, I, it's a good test the first six games. We got Texas and the Yankees, and then we come home and as as you guys well know, there's no easy games. No. We have Cincinnati and no. I believe Miami, maybe I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I, I I think this team is headed in the right direction as far as attitude and confidence, and I'm looking forward to opening day. Believe me. No word yet on Painter. <sighs> no, no, it hasn't come down. Yeah, I will say this: the only thing I do know. They're going to be very careful with this kid. Sure. This kid's a real deal. Right. And if, if there's any kind of red flag, again, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a, just stiffness. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been pretty pretty quiet about that. But, uh, but you got to be cautious. He's 19 years old, man. Yeah. Just, just slow, slow the brakes and just let him take a deep breath and see what happens. So I was actually watching uh, over the weekend a, a YouTube special on Tim Lincecum. And, you know, guy I saw a lot growing up when the Phillies, you know, the 08 Phillies and all that, you always saw him around. And what I never realized, because just don't think about it, was what happened to his arm. And he was throwing 130, 20 pitches a game all the oh, time. And what, you know, they think most likely happened, his arm essentially fell apart at a very young age. And that's why he had, you know, four or five amazing years and then that was very it. quickly out of baseball. Right. So when you look at like a guy like Painter, if he is you know fully healthy and and, and ready to go, you know call it a month from now, whenever oh. it is, do you think they'll give him a hundred innings this year if he's called up, or is is that aggressive? No, I think he will like, do one hundred and ten or eleven. Okay. I don't think that they're going to go the progression part. Probably one thirty usually, one thirty five. They're mm-hmm. going they're going to stick to what the game plan is. They're not going to. And you know, this might be a blessing in the sky if he's shut down sure. for a while. Yeah. And now, because let's face it, the month of April. All it is is cold weather everywhere you go. Yep. So, you know, and you look forward, you fast forward it. Maybe this is a way of the man upstairs saying, hey, let's, let's slow the breaks down. He's only got so many innings. <laughs> right. Again, I don't know. What, I, don't, I have no idea if it's serious, if it's not serious. But I, I just talked to him now. I said, how you feeling? He said, I feel okay. So, uh, again, until we hear the doctor's report. And no matter what it is, the Phillies will err on the side. Of, sure. That's smart. Uh, being very cautious with this kid because he's, He's a big-time asset for us moving forward. There's no question about that. Big Ray, why don't you bring us home, buddy? One last question for Ray. Good, bud. Yes, sir. Coach, I just want to ask you, is, is uh, Mick Abel, is it too soon for him as well? Uh, maybe maybe down the road? In my opinion? Oh, yeah. In my opinion, right now it's too soon. But I I would not shake off that in uh, July or August. I think <laughs> this guy's right there. He's a little bit maybe behind talent-wise, but not much. This guy's got great stuff. Uh, I mean, you look down the road here, and eventually Wheeler and Nola, obviously not anytime soon, but once they decide to move on or retire, you got two guys, man, that are top of the rotation pitchers, and they're very young. Oh, I know you're busy. We appreciate you having all. We'll get you in a couple of weeks, buddy. All right, guys. You guys take care. Have a good day. Thank you so See much, you Coach. Up. Bye-bye. Chuck, I got to tell you, you, you know, we sit back and we look at statistics and um, just to have a guy that's there and could tell us, and, you know, we really don't think about it. The pennant run does mean a lot. You know, um, these these young guys and even the veterans that maybe never experienced it, it it's just something you can't put in the numbers. You know what I mean? That's a great point. Really, it's yeah. really nice to have we got two coaches, two 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 prolific managers that'll be with us all year. You know, I'm, you're like speechless. I'm speechless. looking forward to contrasting uh, Skipper and Bo, you know, asking them their opinions on kind of the same 
situations, same uh, scenarios, and, and seeing what the you know the contrast is between their their opinions. But you know, Bo is always spot on, and he does take it to a professional level. Obviously, that's his. He's a professional, right? I'm always amazed that what I do is I'll try to frame all the response options available. Like I know what my position is, but I like to entertain the response options. If Bella could agree with me or he could say this, and I'll drum up three or four scenarios. There are many times where he's outside the realm of the options I've got. And that's when I'm greatly humble. I'll be very, very honest and candid. I think I'm one hell of a baseball guy. Now, not professionally, not to be compared with guys that are in the game, that have lived in this game. They're at such a different level that a guy like myself that is a fan of the game, has coached the game, and thinks he really knows the game. And then you talk to him. And I will say to give credit to Mitch, a lot of that happened when we were talking to Mitch too, right, bud? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you learn a lot about how professional players think differently about the same situation and what they're looking at. And, you know, hear Boa say stuff like, I'm not even looking at anybody's batting average. He, he knows when a player's presenting well to be good, you know, and the fact that he got four flare hits and he's batting 390 right now, in the sprint, that doesn't mean a thing. You know, but if a guy's struggling and he's hitting three nine, he knows that. So, you know, and he, he knows the defensive improvement. He feels that. He sees that. But he probably knows it's going to happen before it happens because of the attitude from the World Series. These guys can project confidence and how that's going to, you know, relay to the field and all. And, and that's what you learn. They, they take it to a different realm and you're, you're humbled by, you're saying, oh, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. You're saying that too much. Like, what the hell am I missing, you know? That's the level of professionalism. That's the level they're at. They're not supposed to think like we think, right? Right. And he, five or six times a day, I wrote down points where I was like, geez, that's not what I thought he was going to say, you know? So you could say right. Bo is predictable and says all the right company stuff. I would push back on that and say, you know, Boa wasn't predictable. He's, he, he's coming up with three to five gems that you don't think about as a yeah. layperson. And there are things, yeah, we know we know what the Stott Kinger right. thing was going to be. But then right. there's things where we get some really good insights where it's like, hey, we didn't yeah. you know, we didn't think about it that way. Castellanos coming to a new team last year, yeah. a whole new city. Yeah, good point. That's not something you really hear many people talk about. No. There's something, right. as the fans say, like we just expect, like almost like a video game. Right. A viewer, <laughs> uh, whatever second best player in baseball on this team, and now you're on my video game team, you should be like, we almost treat these players like they're not humans, like right. they're robots. Like, right. you did the same thing here, now you do the same fashion. thing here. Yeah. When in reality, there's a totally different style. I mean, just getting adjusted to a whole... I can't imagine getting adjusted to a whole new team. Like, imagine right. waking up tomorrow and say, hey, you're going to you're gonna be moving a thousand miles away tomorrow, bring your family you're with Detroit. you, yeah, yeah, you have yeah, a whole yeah. new life, yeah. good luck. And, uh, and now yeah. you got to go hit a 90-mile-per-hour fastball and, uh, in yeah. 20 hours. <laughs> We don't even talk about no, no, never, wife, never. The no. wife. Well, we don't talk about the wife, the right. kids. You know, right. I don't want to go. You have. We yeah. have no idea right. what is going we on do. in the household. We None. don't. We don't. Now, what, and what and if? What if there's a child that's just, you know just devastated and Not they don't like understand it. that their dad's playing professional baseball, right. and they're totally right. upset that their you know best friends are are gone now and. 
that w- must weigh on a parent. Kids three years and, old, unhappy at home every day. Yeah, now right? you're making $150 million. It makes up for some of that feeling. But the point is, like, they still have to battle with those emotions while they're trying to learn a new team, learn the new guys, get acclimated to the city. There's so many things that we don't... And just, We just assume they're going to just... Everything's going to be normal, and they're just going to be playing baseball like they were with the team prior. And it's it's... It's not like that, and that's and what, what we pointed one, out today. One of Bo's best points, I thought it doesn't always apply, obviously, is that he said that the at-bats that he had uh, in Detroit and Cincinnati were not competitive at-bats. So you're relaxed all the time. You you know you bring your A game, and it's wiffle ball, you know, because there's no expectations. Perfect. Why is it when a, a player is traded to the Yankees more than 50% of the time, more than 60% of the time, their numbers or career worst numbers, even if they're in the middle of doing fantastic. And then you hear him say after two years, boy, am I happy to be out in New York. Was it ever difficult to play for the Yankees? What do they mean? They mean that you're always in the limelight. You're always in a competitive bat. You're always being picked apart. That's pressure. That's added pressure. And so Bowen makes the point that this guy had relaxed at bats. Now he comes to Philly. <laughs> pressure lot, is on. A lot yeah. of pressure, Pressure man. is on. So uh, we'll see. But I have a feeling he will be back I, this year. I want, I want to touch on one other thing with Bo. Yes, he's a company guy. He's employed by the Phillies. He's not going to come on here and no, berate no, anybody. But no. what he does do is I truly and honestly believe that he gives us his opinion. And then at the end, he, he, you know, listen, I'm not the coach. I'm not making a lineup. However... Stop is your second baseman. There is <laughs> mm-hmm. no way that he's coming out. But, but you know, like does so Chad Fanny hurt from that spanking Boa gave him right? Oh my god! It was everything we said. Now it sounds like we called Boa prior. It did sounds, you call Boa tough before? I know you did. You did. You told him exactly <laughs> what we're doing, Chad. <laughs> Boa put Chad over. He put Chad over oh. his little knees, and he and he spanked his butt until Chad was sore and said, "Oh, stop, Larry! My ass is so sore." Look, we talked. He talked about Stott in the postseason. He hit one thirty six, and he was zero for eighteen in the World Series. No chance to make a move. What? Okay, but there's nothing earned about that, in my opinion. But I clearly, I am. Not of that wow. mindset. You're going to 0 for 18 in the World minute, Series. The other guy wasn't even on Chad. The other guy wasn't even on the pitch. I understand that. Chad's going to devastate Stott's career by Ray, saying that that kicker hit 310 in this Ray, So you're, you're on the bench, Ray, buddy. you couldn't have done any worse than Stott in the World Series. He was 0 for 18. Oh, I would have got a hit. I you couldn't have done that. worse. He was 0 for 18. <laughs> I like. I, I got to be honest with you. I really like what he said about Abel and and uh, Painter. Yeah. Um, when you know when when our guys now when our when our aces now retire, you got these two guys at the top top of the uh, line. You know, at the top of the pitching rotation. And um, and the other thing, I, I always loved Alvarado, probably because he's a lefty that throws a hundred. But um, through his ups and downs, just to hear Boa talk about him this year and what he said about the third pitch that's the other thing you read the papers and you know Alvarado's in camp with a third pitch and then yeah. Bo was like I don't even want him to throw it yeah <laughs> yeah you throw that you guess know. you're you're seven foot four lefty okay and you got a yeah. fastball 109 and you're gonna throw a, a fourth ball or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever they're showing. And, and whatever he throws, his changeup's, uh, you know, 94. So, I mean, what are you going to – I think the question we uh, we frame for Bo that he not struggled with the most, but he, he certainly deliberated, was on the bench. That's that's clearly yeah. clearly not defined yet, you know. Yep. Uh, I do like Josh Harrison. Whether or not he's got anything left in that swing, I don't know. He'll definitely be on the team. I think yeah. that guy. Yeah, and Sosa Sosa's tremendous. He's had a good spring, right? Yeah. And last year, the backup catcher, I think, hit three and a quarter or something. Even though I don't believe he's a great hitter, but the stats are the stats. Yep. What he hit last year. Uh, yeah, so you, you 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 could do worse than that, and you got the uh, big lefty, the kid that's going to make the roster that may start a few games to the first baseman. So yeah, it's not a bad bench. So uh, is it rant time yet? Yeah, he hit a bomb yesterday, actually. All right, Raymond, you want to bat lead off with rants? You know what? I will lead off in rants because you took all my questions I, I wanted to ask Larry Bowen. Right on my uh, did ass. you hear me, Chad? <laughs> did you hear me huffing when he I answered Painter? I did. That was my question, too. When he asked about <laughs> Painter, I went, I got nothing to answer. What guys. the hell, guys? The, the, the clip was on that, dude. You hadn't brought up Painter yet. I was like, we think we better cover this, you know? That was the crazy thing, he did, which I kind of like. That, you, you know, maybe it's not so serious, you did, know? Did you guys pick up? We had one real cluster, you know what, moment. And, and I know everybody out there that's baseball people are going to pick up or they're going to laugh at this one. So when you all laugh at the intersection, what I expose if the Braves are for real, what happened was I was pointing to Chad. And for those of you that don't know, Chad and I are at Grimley, and Ray is in studio back home. Uh, so we're not all together here. So coordination-wise, last year we would point, and everybody would kind of be poised for the next question. Up, it's not, it's not as easy as it appears to interrupt or not interrupt. Okay, so I'm pointing to Chad. He comes up empty. I'm waiting for you, Ray, and you don't come in. So I stutter and go. Oh, okay. So uh, the Braves and the Mets, then they're for real, aren't they? <laughs> they, they, they won two hundred. They won two hundred and ten effing games between right. them last year. They have the best lineups in baseball. And I'm mixing Bo. Do you think they're, they're for, for real? real? Bo must have said, "What the hell happened to Chuck? I used to respect him." <laughs> Are uh, they drinking? Uh, before we go to ranch, do you think he was in favor of the World Baseball Classic? Nah, not he at was all. very careful. Not at all. Not at all. But, but he was careful to mention how everyone wants to represent, you know, you know, you know, wants to represent our country, and yeah. that was the politically correct yeah. uh, Boa company guy. He wants our assets yeah. right here in spring training. He doesn't want them anywhere else. I don't want them playing anywhere. Nope. nope. It, nor would <laughs> I. Season. Nor would I. Right. Nor would I. I want, I want to see you. I want to meet your wife every day. I want to see the kid. I want you right here in front of me. I want to watch everything that goes on. Yep. I don't want you to do That's anything right. for them. So, All right, run us up, Big Ray. Well, I'm going to start off. I'm going to be positive for once, one of my few positive rants. But I will say this. I, again, couldn't wait to get started. I think today was, was – and Larry Bo has probably been with us. God, so many – you know, we did a ton of interviews with him. I think today he was spot on. I think it was a great interview. Uh, I, I don't know how – I don't know how, but the Godfather got Charlie Manuel and Larry Boa for the year. I don't ask any questions, <laughs> especially when the especially when the guests are on, as you can see. But I will say <laughs> that cannot wait, cannot wait for this year. If you didn't subscribe and like, 
this is going to be an incredible season. I'm, I'm more pumped every week. And uh, that was just, where are you getting this? Where are you getting a, a, an ex-Major League manager walking off the field after practice he was doing and calling that. us? Yeah. And calling <laughs> us! His text to me was, can I slide back to 11? Uh, 30, I'm doing on-the-field stuff. And I know on-the-field stuff means 300 fungos. And he's 80. And, uh, you know, he's also throwing BP. I mean, the guy must really sleep well, you know, and go through a lot of Bengay. It, but, yeah, I'm with so you. I'm with you on the rave. So yeah, I'm pumped up. It is. Listen, it's. I, I think where it's a compliment to our show is this. We don't have... Other celebrities come on. We, we tried that three years ago, and some of it worked out pretty good. We wanted some consistency, you know, in vogue type of thing. And I, I think when you get uh, Boa and uh, Charlie to commit to a podcast that isn't nationally renowned or doesn't, excuse me, have a local celebrity attached to it, nor spends, you know, a million dollars a year advertising with big sponsors, we are clearly the little small fry in the podcast, yet we're very, very well respected. And I get some really very nice texts during the week that warning, loving the podcast, reminding us not to be uh, too stats oriented. So uh, notice this week with no analytics, uh, nothing right in yep. that regard. So yep. no, I, I'm with yep. you. It's a rave, and I'm really looking forward to it. wait till the season starts when we can start to break games down. Because one thing. Skipper does. Charlie keeps it real, too. He will tell you exactly what he would have done. Sometimes Bo will be a little more corporate on that side, but Charlie will tell it exactly like it is. We've had him before. No nonsense, man. He, he brings it. He brings the heat. I don't have a rant this week. It would just be a raid with the Phillies. You know, excited to get going. Finally uh, get baseball back in a couple weeks now. So nothing but um, just feeling a positive vibe for the 2023 season. Just See if we can make get playoffs and make another deep run. Nothing like having baseball back. Uh, so if you want to text, I appreciated the text last week, uh, 609-828-5569. Why do I struggle to remember my cell phone number every week? And they can also get a hold of us, Chad. Yep, our website, speakingofsportspod.com, or on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all basically just search Speaking of Sports, and you would uh, you would find us. That's where you can get us. Big Ray, have a good week. It's great having you on. and uh, Great to be here. Good energy. And I look forward. Happy baseball. Yeah. God bless, right? It's a great country, man. You got it, man. God bless, everyone. Over and out.